welcome to Purposely Offside, where we're back here in the basement, in the studio. In the gritty basement. In the gritty basement with unfinished walls. I think this, 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 this is, place has a new name. I like it. The gritty basement. The gritty basement. You can just call it the, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. The basement. Or the LA Kings. Because they're at the basement the of the league. Night. Yeah. Or the LA Kings. Or the San Jose Sharks. Or the New Jersey Devils. The basement. I gotta say, being in the basement. All those teams now, are in the basement. Which, yeah, ironically is uh, the stretch of the road. But, um, you know, it's nice to be able to sit back and. Oh, hold on. I don't know if uh, you can all hear that wherever you're listening, but. Ice. That uh, is a dandy whiskey on the rocks. On ice. All right, it's it's the the joys of podcasting in the basement because in at Mac we couldn't have any fluids, no liquids within the confines. Even have a bottle of water. Yeah, not even a bottle of water hanging around there. Yeah, all you're missing is a dart. No, no, not to that. <laughs> that's all that's missing right now is a dart. What are we talking about? Uh, we are talking Leafs today on Purposely Offside. Uh, last time we talked was the, you know, right after the, what, the, the David Ayers game. Last time we, we talked. The last time we sat down to pod, I think we were both ready to drive down to the friggin' Skyway Bridge. Yeah. It, it was like a. We were heading right over it. Pretty dark time. That's right that Sunday evening that we podcasted. We there. All right. It, it is now March 6th. We are just over a half hour until game time uh, with the Leafs and Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Or sorry, the Anaheim Ducks, not mighty anymore. Not no, anymore. there's nothing mighty about nothing that. Nothing mighty team. about they're them. right down in the basement. Yeah, they're, they're another base, gritty basement team. We should catch the first wall if we're still potting. Yeah, we will definitely be watching the game. Okay. TV's on in the, in the gritty a, basement a live, here. Um, Live commentary. Live commentary. Sort of live commentary. Thinking we'll release this Real podcast time. Saturday morning, if you're listening. Yeah. So I can't promise we will podcast right until the end of the game. But yeah, like you said, we should be into the first few minutes of the, of the first period as we're still recording. Leafs need a win tonight, don't they? Um, yeah. They, they, I think uh, we're going to be saying that about every game from here on well, we out. have been since the beginning of the we year we have been every year you gotta win all 82 in the end but um you can't win all 82 though. this uh I, I i don't know if this california swing has surprised people it uh, i know a lot of people were expecting them to come in here and, and and sweep the california road trip like i was just looking at the standings and it's just hilarious to see that you know the leafs have what one point on this swing and you look at the standings right now and the three teams that they've played LA or starting with San Jose LA and now Anaheim tonight um, they're the three bottom feeders of the Western Conference which is is absolutely crazy to me because if you've been watching hockey for the last 10 years it it seems like the league standings have completely been flipped on its head like to see those three teams at the bottom the the complete bottom of the western conference was really striking to me like i was just looking at it when i walked in here like you got san jose at 13 anaheim at 14 and the la kings are looking at a lottery pick 
if San Jose was a playoff team last year. Right? These guys were cup contenders in the LA, last 10 years. L.A. went similar similar to the Chicago Blackhawks. They, I mean, they got three cups, right, L.A.? Two. Is it two or three? I think it, maybe it is two. I Chicago two. had three. Yeah. But, I mean, some some glorious years in L.A. And now, that you know, the, the, that, that core got a little older. They played a lot of hockey. Like, you look at a guy like uh, Drew Doughty. The mileage on that guy. That guy plays like 27 minutes a night still. But you just think of all the mileage he has by all those playoff runs and Team Canada Team gold Canada's medal runs. He's playing for Canada consistently, so I mean, but that's what happens. Like when you have a when you have a cup contender, and this is hopefully going to be the case with the Leafs. Like you're gonna you're gonna have to if you're a management and you decide to try and build a dynasty or you have success over and over again, you're going to want to do whatever you can to keep that group together until they start losing, mm-hmm. which is what Chicago is going through right now. Yeah. And, but they're still have they've, they've gotten hot a little bit. They're having some, success. but that core, I mean, like Taves but came, they've gotten gone. a little old. Well, they yeah. couldn't surround that them, core with much, right? Because there, a lot of money was put into Kane, Taves, yeah. Duncan Keith, Seabrook. And it's, yeah, like you said, similar to a leaf situation because they're putting four money into yeah. You know, Nylander, Tavares. But you try to hang on to Marner. those guys as long as you can. Like, there's obviously yeah. going to be uh, cap casualties and, like, one or two guys, um, you know, going for, for, for bigger money. And you saw that with the Chicago's. But um, it gets to a point where if you hang on to that team for too long, you're going to have a really quick and, and steep decline, which is what LA is going through right now. So, like, you see them, they're going to start selling off. What's well, the way the it's the way the NHL is designed, right? It's the way the NHL is designed, right? It's designed for the cap makes it completely the cap makes it makes it impossible for you to have, you know, you, if you're paying four guys like the Leafs, if you're paying four guys, uh, just just north of forty million dollars, you can't really afford three to four million dollar third liners. You know, so you got to filter that with your farm system, and and so it just makes it impossible for teams to have dynasties. Like look, look, Chicago, we talk, we use them as an example. They couldn't even afford to keep Brandon Saad, who like had a great playoff uh, that one year. They, I think, I can't remember who they finished off in the finals. It might have been oh Tampa when they beat Tampa in the finals. There, Brandon Saad, great playoff run, couldn't even keep them right because they were committing that money to Tane Caves. And now you look at the Leafs. You got like just north of forty million dollars in Tavares, Nylander, Matthew, and Marner, and look, their depth is basically compromised because of it. Yeah, their the third and fourth line is not that great. The the Leafs are really only a two line team, right? And then you look at the guys they have on defense. Dubis has been well, even the previous uh, management before Dubis with uh, Lula Morello, they've been trying to add to this decor for a while cap restrictions now don't really make that an easy fix so between the bottom six and the and just the overall uh, six d-men that the leaves have it's not good enough and and, and part of the reason is because yeah. they're so cap stricken yeah they i don't know what they're i really don't know what dubas is planning i really think he wants to grow this team from top to bottom internally or for as long as he can um i, I still think they're too young to be a contender. I think it's really evident. This season's really shown. I don't think they're too young. The well, youth. I mean, they're immature, but I don't think they're too immature. young. That, they're too Look young. at Crosby, you Taves, like, yeah, and Kane. Like they, they, they won at this age, 21. Matthews can can definitely uh, you know show that he can be the best player in the league on any night. It's just yeah. Um, for the rest of them, I, I really think that they're 
going through a, a, a big maturity stage right now in a growth spurt and they like I said learning how to win and putting putting a winning season together it's like they're, they're, I think they're really finding out now that it's it's very difficult to do well and you got to surround these guys these superstar which, players that the Leafs which have they have you got to surround them with with guys like although they can't be expensive because of cap reasons you got to surround them with guys who can play the game yeah. and if you look at who they surrounded with them this year the cast of characters on the you know around those guys in the bottom six they they, they were pretty good so if we look at if we look at a guy like Ilya Mikheyev right um, great player goes down with an injury if you look at a guy like uh, if you look at look at a guy like Pierre Engvall What's he done? He was, a great pickup. he was a great pickup, and I remember we raved about him earlier uh, with our podcast. What's he done in the last twenty-four they're, games? They're, they're going through some droughts. Yeah, like I said, they were consistent at the beginning of the year. They're starting to fall off a bit, but you know, you got lineup changes. Guys getting slotted into different lineups every night. Their decor is just completely decimated with injuries. Um, you know, a new coach trying to implement new systems. You know, things like that. Can can cause players to to go through some droughts and times, but like I said, the good the good teams figure it out. And and in order for this team to show any sign of of maturity or success, they're going to need to put it all together by the time the playoffs come, or it's going to be again it's going to be another quick first round exit. Hundred percent. The thing I like, uh, and I was watching, um, you know, Leafs Nation Network and things like that, like the last couple of days, because they were in, in L.A. and stuff, and. The one thing I was thinking about was they, they kept interview when they're interviewing, um, they interviewed Muzzin, they interviewed Clifford, they interviewed Campbell, they interviewed all the guys that just got traded from LA, and I, it all came to me like the Dubis went out and he wanted to bring good guys into the dressing room. He wanted to bring in guys that have had success and have won cups. Um, I don't know if Campbell was on the team when they last won the cup. I know Clifford was. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I know Muzzin was. I don't know if Campbell has a cup. He might have been a rookie or, or younger, but um, these, he's brought in winners. And he brought in a team that was a part of a dynasty, well, an early dynasty. Like they only right. had a couple cups, but they were always, always, a, always right there. Yeah, for sure. And no doubt about he, that. He's brought these guys in to show them that ex- external leadership and say, listen, guys, this is how you win. This is how you win a cup. You know, let us help you get there. And he's he's gone out. He's found them cheaply. He hasn't had to sacrifice too much in terms of, um, you know, top level talent aside from some picks and prospects. But uh, you know, he's he's trying to build this team safely. He's trying to build this team cheaply. But you know, I I really really like the moves that he did make at the deadline. Although they're not flashy players, they're not, you know, scores or anything. True. But that this is what the the Leafs need. But don't you agree that like. Like those problems that Chicago and LA ran into when they were building their, when they won cups and they had a hard time keeping teams together. Don't you think like the Leafs are going to constantly face this battle year after year in finding depth players that can surround the four, the big four? Because they 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 have Cap and they have Yance and they've kind of underperformed this year. I'd say we talked about Engvall. Uh, he was a great player to start the year, uh, and even when Keith took over. Oh, sorry, when Keith took over. Uh, but you look at his last 24 games, he has one goal, and that was against David Ayer, David Ayers, right? A guy like Spezza has been a pretty good guy in the bottom six. Uh, I yeah, guess what I'm saying it, is just when we look at these, when we look at the, how the NHL is built, it's built to for a team to have temporary success 
and then essentially go downhill a little bit because it's all about parity in the NHL. It's about giving everyone an equal playing field, right? So the cap system makes it really hard to keep players. And unfortunately, the, you know, the cap is an issue for the Leafs right now. And I think for years going forward, as long as they're paying Tavares 11 mil, Matthews 11 mil, uh, Marner almost 11 mil, and Willie 7, they're going to have issues filling out their roster with quality players. Um, so we'll see. Uh, what did you think of the of the game last night? Well, I saw, I think I watched the second period, second period, and then I ended up, ended up staying up and finishing it. Really tough to do, but I said, you know what, hey, it's Friday. You know, who cares about the sleeve? We'll watch a good game. It, it was interesting that it was like a, a nothing, nothing game. Yeah. Um, which is it's completely weird considering, like, you watch this team in the last two weeks. I think they've hit either been even or hit the over um, in terms of, like, the over-under on the game, probably close to the last, like, four games. So, you know, it was a really good defensive game. I thought it was very chippy and very gritty, but you know what? That's a That was a really good win. Uh, not a win, but a really good game for them to um, to learn how to try and grind it out against a traditionally gritty team like L.A. You know, I, I don't care about your opinion on the Leafs and the Leaf game. I care about the person who's on the line right now. What? Brian G. Daniel. Henrik. Back for Daniel. Let's it go. He scores! Brian, what's going on? What's up, lady? <laughs> Did you just hear my rant about LA right now? Oh, it warmed my heart hearing your voice just talk leaves. Dude, as Jordan's talking in my head, I'm like, shut the hell up. We got Brian G on the line. Wrap up your point and get on with it. I'm not even kidding. As he was talking, I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, hey, I hope he knows that I'm ready to talk. I'm I, not. I am like... He's blabbering on about nothing. I'm like flashing my phone in his face. I was ready just for a hot take McElhaney Crosby uh, controversy. <laughs> so what are you guys? Give us your hot take on the game. Yeah, what did you think of the game last night? Leafs Kings. Honestly, oh, I was talking about the Canucks and Islanders. Game. Oh. Never mind that. Scott, that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Oh, he knows the schedule oh, now. Tuesday. Oh, okay. You got your. Uh... I, just drive, I just drove past Rogers Arena. There's tons of Canucks. Oh, yeah. Do you have right your right flag? Now. You have your flag up yet? Amazing! I, we got to post there. that on our uh, on our purposely offside page. The, the thing is, I have a full box still of stuff to put out, and I tell people that every time they come by and make fun of the Leafs, I bring out another item to put on my dad. <laughs> so the more it bugs them, the more it pisses them off. I'm gonna just put on another uh, another uh, item amazing. there. So. Well, now that you're well, now that you're out west, buddy, we're do, we're doing good. But now that you're out west, you get to watch all the 10, 10.30 games at seven, seven thirty prime Bastard. time. How's that feel? It's perfect. It's actually been a nice change. Like, uh, usually finish work around three forty-five, wheel back at four, turn the game on, which is it's great watching early. But after watching games for like twenty plus years at seven, it's yeah. a little bit of an adjustment, right? It's just weird. So these three games this week have been perfect just to watch at like a normal time for me yeah so uh, so you you watched last night's game i'm assuming oh yeah of course all right give us your breakdown what'd you think freddie played stellar uh nylander i think had one of his better games in a long time which was really nice to see yeah and he's really been stepping it up but i mean the thing is ellie's a bottom what five 
eighth team. Yeah, they're Bottom in the ba- they're two, in that gr- they're in the gritty basement, man. They're they're yeah, down there. You can't you can't go to a shootout zero zero with them. You literally just can't do it. Yeah, it's like I, I thought the Leafs played a pretty good game, like structurally, but you're right. Like they gotta capitalize on a team like that. They gotta score some goals. I mean quick did play unbelievable. Yeah, he's good. I think he still had quite a bit, but still. I mean, it came down to the goaltending duel, but still, you have to get those two points, which is crazy. So you go Zamboni Gate, then you bang off a few unpredictable <laughs> wins, and then you go back to losing two in California against two pretty bad teams. Yeah. So it, it, it still goes back to sorry, there's Canucks fans shutting the behind me. I'm not wow. That's group. amazing. For Canucks fans are uh, making their way onto purposely offside airwaves. So what I was going to say is, this is something we spoke about in, what, mid-October? Oh, like, yeah. What's the identity of this team? Right? We didn't we didn't know back then, and we still don't know, and it's March. It's it, concerning. It's supposed to be skill and puck possession, but when you can't score any goals against a basement yeah. team like LA, I don't know how much skill you really have. No, and it's... I bet you somewhere... I don't, I don't mean to bring this back up before I have to head into food, but I bet you Bad Fox just laughing his rear end off somewhere. Oh, 100%. He's laughing because he's still getting paid. Especially when Keith called them the Jekyll and Hyde team. That's pretty much what Babcock was kind of voicing the whole time he was here. Yeah, I mean, the numbers don't lie. They've been a far better team in all areas since Keith took over. Yeah. But it's still, it's it's just still the consistency there. It's not, it's not there. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to say. It's really frustrating. I guess three one and one because that's that's their record since. Zamboni Gate with David Ayers. Um, it's not too bad, but if they lose tonight against Anaheim, and you go and, and you and you bank one point off this road trip, that's a big failure. That makes that three two and one record make a lot worse over the last five six games. No, totally. And the only good thing is no one's pressuring us right now. Like Florida is playing like complete. You know what? Oh yeah, they're like Montreal and Buffalo are pretty much out of it. So it's really just Florida working shiny and they can't win a game at home ice. Yeah, buddy. It's, so uh, we might get like just you know backdoor our way into the playoffs without really deserving it. Yeah, it, it, for us, That's we just happen. we just got to get there, I guess, right? We we just got to get to the playoffs because uh, I think if we do make the playoffs, it's, I I see some merit in, in them playing uh, like playoff style hockey right now with these must win games in the final stretch, right? Yeah, in 2016, we weren't supposed to be there. We made it. We gave Washington a good uh, good run for their money, right? Yeah. So be it. We lost. Yeah. One, the, the, the following two years after that, there was no adversity throughout the year. We were healthy, aside from like Tanner Glass getting injured a couple games here and there. Also a Canuck. Oh man. We had a healthy team pretty much those two years. We were pretty much had a playoff spot locked up by like January. So this is the first year in a long time where we've actually had some adversity, some injuries, a coaching change players getting called out so i think long term it might actually work in their favor but but who knows like we won't know until they get rinsed by tampa first round they you know what i they just got to get there i'd be really excited to see a series like that leafs tampa like i'm just so happy that if the leafs do make it it's not shaping up to be leafs boston yeah just sometime i guarantee you florida will pass us carolina or whoever's (laughs) in that wild card will like falter and just play like complete five and we'll drop to the wild card. Oh, I can so see that. That would be so Leafs if we slip to a wild card Final and got Boston. And lose, lose to Montreal. I'd, cry. I'd honestly cry. Boston would rinse us. 
Tampa, like I can deal with Tampa because they they have st- the Stamkos injury. Uh, they're a little more freewheeling like Toronto, so I I like the matchup for the Leafs, even though I you know Tampa's obviously a, a, an incredible team. Yeah, I agree. All right, buddy. We're doing good, man. We're doing good. We're yeah. just uh, enjoying a nice Friday night uh, here in the basement in the new studio and just hanging out. But it, my mind, mine. That's the new uh, the new studio, my friend. The gritty, the gritty, unfinished basement. Do you still have to hop on a terribly run website to try and figure out how to book the room or no? No, no, not at all. <laughs> hey, guess what I'm staring at right now? Guess what's in this basement? And Jordan, uh, I'll, Jordan, I'm going to direct your attention towards the TV to the right. Batista jersey. Not a Batista jersey. Jordan, what is on? What's to the the right of my TV? A Carl Pilosh action figure. <laughs> Incorrect. There is a baseball that was hit by Edwin oh. Encarnacion. But Jordan, how do you not seeing what's at the to the right of the TV? The first thing to the right. What is that? Jordan is so blind right now. Oh my god. It's the Herald oh, most drunken shit. trophy. You are so blind. No way. I was looking at the trophy but I forgot what fucking It's part of the man cave now. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's the trophy you gave you oh, gave me. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> are you coming back that's for the Herald incredible. this year? Yeah, will you be yeah, back? back um, I should be back in May for my sister's wedding. I might be able to sneak out for a round though, which would be nice. Um, for, at least for the Herald. If not, I'll try and come back in like August, September, or something like that, and we'll get it going. At least, at least for a round. Toby Ano. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you guys come to BC for the Herald? Yeah, we're gonna work next year, buddy. Day. I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking That's about it. making the trip. All right, we'll let you go. Place to stay anytime. Yeah, no problem. Just walking in the restaurant shortly, so. No problem, buddy. I'll do it more often um, for the. Uh, Maple Tio Hotline. Yeah, you're gonna be joining us on the PO Hotline every week. And it's just so you're you are our Ray Ferraro, buddy. All right, enjoy. Take it easy. Later. Brian G, former and fired member of Purposely Offside. Always a pleasure to join us in the show. Brought up some good points. Some very good points. I think he was spot on. Yeah, it's uh they got to find a way. You got to find a way to score against a lot, one of the last place teams in the league. That, that's what the problem was with last night's game. The last two games have been pretty concerning for me because, again, they're going up a team or a couple of teams that are more physical, uh, play a heavier hockey, Western Conference hockey, which we've always talked about, and I've always said like that is playoff hockey right there. Whenever I see the Leafs play against teams like that, it's really concerning for me that they 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 shy away and like they they just get shut down in the middle, and that that's that's worrisome once you get to the playoffs. You're listening to Purposely Offside here. We're 15 minutes uh, from the Leafs' third road game of this Western road trip against the Anaheim Ducks. Got to win tonight. We talked about with Brian. Uh, the Leafs have put himself in, in a position that where they absolutely need to win tonight because one point on this three-game western road road swing sorry in california is not good enough right one point's not good enough and i'm sure they'll be pretty disappointed about this road trip because they were on such a high um you know leaving florida you come in you get a big win after that embarrassment against tampa 
you know, you've good, really good game, whichever one thought of as a must-win game against Florida. And you think, okay, you got two wins. They haven't won that back was to, huge. They haven't won back to back in how long? And it's you know what? Jekyll High team. They finally. Well, that wasn't a back to back. That was a that Not was back to back back-to-back wins. Back to back wins. And you know what? I we 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 uh, we crap a lot on the Leafs. I'm gonna give them full props for that yeah, Tampa and Florida good, win. Very good bounce back. V- great bounce back game. They beat Brian's <laughs> Vancouver Canucks on the Saturday four two. I know the Canucks are a bit depleted right now. Uh, they they've uh, they had a lot of momentum earlier about a month ago I should say, uh, but they're uh, they they fall they fell back into a, a wild card spot now they were at the top of the Pacific, uh, and then yeah the Sharks crappy effort, it's one of those no effort games from the Leafs where you're like why, why why can't they show up and 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 be a little more consistent, and then last night like I told Brian I thought they played pretty well I'm not sure what you thought but the result is unacceptable and the fact that you score zero goals is unacceptable. So why is this team that's so skilled? Why can't they? Why are they? Ha- why do they have trouble scoring goals against a team like LA? I just think why can't they score a goal? Brian mentioned it. I think it, you have to give credit to them. Like Jonathan Quick was incredible, and he stood on his head last night, which he's done against mm-hmm. the Leafs. Um. Is there a, a bit more incentive for them tonight, uh, last night because of the returning Kings that were coming home? You know, they, they were talking a little bit about, you know, Dowdy and Clifford, um, things like that. And, you know, they, the Kings have nothing to play for this season. And so, some of those are the hardest teams to beat sometimes, so, right? But they actually had some, like, incentive to play last night yeah. because they were playing against their former teammates. You know, they were rubbing rub into them a bit. Um, and you can tell, like Dowdy's Dowdy was playing hard last night. Yeah, you know, Drew Dowdy's still one of the best defensemen in the league. Yeah, he was Regardless playing hard. Of, you know, if you don't hear about him where he plays and the fact that the Kings are garbage, but he's still one of the best defensemen in the league, and he showed it last night. Like, they're pairing him up against the Matthews line. You know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's still unreal. He's unreal. He's playing Matthews really hard. And, yeah, um, I just think their their top lines got shut down by fan, by amazing goaltending. And top-notch defense. Yeah, and they they just couldn't get any. Well, you look at LA. Like, like I said, I I, I like the Leafs game last night. I really did. Like I'm not gonna, I I'd crap on their game against San Jose on Tuesday, but I liked their game against LA last night. The Anaheim or Anaheim, the LA Kings were playing a one-four. Yeah. One guy pressing, four guys in the neutral zone. So I can understand how that was kind of that was tough to to break down. But you know how you break that down? You break it down with a four check, and it's just something the Leafs don't do. They're uncomfortable doing. Um, oh, and, they were getting bodied in the corner. And that's the thing. You go into the playoffs. Right? We, I just talked with Brian how maybe this is a good thing that they're playing competitive playoff-style hockey games right now, must-win games. But the bottom line is, even though they're playing must-win games, they're still not that physical. I mean, they had a couple physical moments last week against Tampa and uh, Florida with the Kasperi Kapanen, uh dropping the gloves. But they're not a physical team. Like last night, they weren't forechecking. A team's playing a 1-4 on you, basically forcing you to dump and chase, and you're not forechecking that hard. Uh, and again, they get their moments in the game, but it's the, it's the same tale with the Leafs. It's a lot of inconsistency, and you see these inconsistencies in games, like game after game, game by game, and within the game, shift after shift. It's, just, it's a lot of inconsistency, and it's it's made the Leafs like one of the most... Uh, I don't even know the word I'm trying to find here, but it's made them one of the most... Uh, inconsistent uh, teams 
Leaf teams that I've ever watched. That they're really you, you love them but you hate them yeah. because they just they they play with your mind. You don't know what you're getting from them. Yeah. And you just know they're a you but you know they're a skilled team and you but the, you're always expecting a little bit more. You're always wanting more and it's been like that all year and it's been like that since this whole new regime with Matthews well, and stuff came in. I was just going to say you're you're you've been and we've been spoiled by all this success season long success from this team for the last 3 years. Yeah. And now that they're actually showing a bit of of, of um, struggle and adversity, that this fan base is like, "Whoa, what the hell is yeah. going on?" So you would agree with that? You're always wanting more from yeah. this team because you know they can you, give you it. Know, you know how good this team is, and yeah. you know that they have top level talent, but they're just going through a bit of a rough patch. Like, um, I I didn't watch it, but I saw that uh, uh, they were uh, interviewing Brennan Shanahan. And um, he was talking about this team and like their adversity, and you know he says that he sees it in a different way. Like obviously he does see it in a different way. He played in the league, he won cups, he was a part of dynasty. He's a beauty, bonafide beauty. He's a hall of famer. Yeah. So you know if if you got a guy like Shanahan talking about things like that, like you should listen and you shouldn't bash anything he says because this is a guy who's been there and done it all. But here, here's my so, question for you. You you just pumped up, pumped Brandon Shanahan's tires. Tell me, th- give me three traits that Brandon Shanahan had. Why was he a good hockey player? Give me three reasons. He was just. You want to talk about grit? Okay, there you go. Grit. He was the grittiest, one of the grittiest players. Number number two. What in else? The, in, a, in the in the grittiest era, one of the grittiest eras of hockey. Grittiest play, one nice of the grittiest stuff. players in the grittiest era. He's yeah. a goal scorer, game changer. Yeah, he's a leader. Fire, he had killer instinct. How can a guy like that, how can a guy like Brendan Shanahan be okay with the direction of the hockey club then? Because that's what he said yesterday. Because I think he sees, I think he's looking into the future and I think he's not panicking like the rest of us are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that he's a guy like we said had been there done that he he's grown with this league he's been a rookie he's won everything knows what it takes to win knows how to be a part of a building hockey team um because let's let's remember like going back to those red wings teams they were garbage for years yeah until they got steve eisman they were terrible, and then they started building pieces and building. Yeah, so they got true. Young Steve Eisenman, absolutely. Young captain, um, you know they got Scotty Bowman. Think like I, I, I he, guess what he, I'm. He sees the slow progression of a team, and he he knows. Okay, that he val- okay, but he values that, and that, and I'm not arguing with that because you make a good point. Yeah, he values the slow progression of a team from uh, developing young players and make them into a dynasty. I agree, but how can a player that played with so much grit, fire, and killer instinct, like? The direction of a team who has none of those traits—that's that's what I, that's what's because confusing. I think he, I think like, why would he like someone like Kyle Dubas who right. just likes skill, put skill and possession? Because I think he sees that the NHL might be changing, yeah. and I also think that he thinks he—I think he himself thinks that this team is too young and not ready yet. But it's cha- okay, so the, it's changing, but you still need those traits to win in the yes. playoffs. But I think I think he likes he's he has to have liked what he's seen in the last three years. This guy went. From nothing to having a team that's made the playoffs three years in a row, four years in a row, 
has Austin Matthews, has all these young guys. They signed all these young players. They've done every single thing and checked every box that they said that they've done except win a round and go on a playoff run. People are so like in this day and age, like people are so that we talk about like the instant gratification age. Mm-hmm. This team, the fan base just expects them to win right now. Like you can't just flip a switch and then win a Stanley Cup in one year, or two years. It's not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna happen. That's not the way hockey is. You can't like buy it. You can't buy a team. Not like anymore in baseball. Not, yeah, not anymore. anymore. Like baseball, yeah. you talk about like the Red Sox. The Red Sox were a basement team one year, and then they won the World Series yeah. the following year because they spent two hundred million dollars. Yeah, you look at like San Francisco the Giants. They like would win a World Series and yeah. they wouldn't make the playoffs the next year. Soccer teams, you go out, you blow your brains out, and you buy the best players in the world. Of course, you're going to have success early. Yeah, because you're buying you're buying a championship. In the NHL, you got to build the championship, and especially with young kids people still have to realize it's going to take a long time it's it's cra- it's crazy to think going to be a it's, process it's crazy to think there was there once upon a time the leafs could have bought a championship yet they still they didn't still win a championship they're close but they're, they still couldn't they were actually having a conversation on uh, if anyone out there watches TSN or listens to TSN overdrive or I guess watches too they have it on uh, the first couple hours on TV uh, Brian Hayes uh, has joined us on this podcast before. Uh, Absolutely, the captain Brian Hayes. Uh, <laughs> I just impersonated him for some reason. I don't know Brian why. <laughs> but so they're having a conversation today of how the Leafs had those all those years with Matt Sundin. And uh, do you remember the name Jonas Hoagland? Oh, yeah. They're talking about Jonas Hoagland and how like he was the winger for Sundin for the longest time, and and, and until like McGillney and Roberts came, they could never like find someone to play with Mats that was better than Jonas Hoagland. And it's like That's why crazy. why did they settle for Jonas Hoagland in an era where they could have bought anyone they want or traded for anyone they want, signed anyone they want? I don't know. Maybe they thought it was some like Swedish connection or something. I don't know. Do you think you think the cap's stupid? Like, do you think you think this is the parity is necessarily a good thing for the NHL? I think it absolutely is. Or do you think the, the let the rich buy what they uh, want? I I am against it because you're against parity or against. No, I'm a, I'm against buying a championship, like opening up the floodgates, because you will have that. Um, but shouldn't you let the best be the best, Jordan? That's yeah, the thing, takes- right? Every league in the world, the best are the best. The NBA, it's the best, right? Those teams, there's there's a luxury tax, but they can go out. If they have the money, they're an expensive franchise, expensive, rich owners. They can go get what they need. Soccer, the best get what they want. Baseball. You look know. at the if NFL. You're, if you're a fan and you're a fan of a team that does not have – that luxury or have like an extremely wealthy ownership group things like that you're going to be a losing franchise forever and you look at um so maybe look at look at other look at other leagues look at soccer and look at baseball they're so the league is so like lopsided from top to bottom right it's not even funny look at look at every major soccer league for the last 20 years Look at baseball for the last 20 years. The playoffs and the champions are all the same. They're all the same franchises for the last 20 years. You got the dynasties. You got the Real Madrids. You got the Barcelonas. You got the Juventuses, the Bayern Munichs. Like, that's how you get teams that win 10 years in a row. Yeah. What does that do to 
what does that do to build your league? Like, but I don't, I don't think that I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy watching a team. True, and, and, and I, I, I gotta I like. say, I like the parody in the NHL. I'm not saying, I, I guess I, I'm not saying I don't like it. It's good that there's a lot of competitive teams, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like just because the Leafs, Rangers, Boston Bruins, teams that spend up to the cap, I don't think they should be capped, hard capped on how much they can spend. I think it should be a soft cap with a luxury tax because then you can give a team that has a lot of money the option to go get what they need or fit current players on their roster into their into their uh, how do you say um, but then you're still, into their budget you're still handicapped so that way you don't have to get rid of guys right. like Andreas Janssen Kasperi Kapanen if you like them you know what I mean you don't have to get rid of a guy like William Nylander potentially yeah and that's what I'm saying. Like they should, teams like that should be able to keep those guys. But then you can't. But you can't under a, under a hard cap. You and I think that's the you, unfortunate part. Play the cap properly. Well. And that's the thing. But look at it. We just we started the show talking about L.A. and Chicago. Those teams would still be competitive yeah. if there wasn't a if there wasn't a hard cap. Yeah. So what? Why should they be penalized for having too many good players? Why should Brandon Saad be traded? Why should Panarin? have to go find another team. Tuvo Teravainen. Why should he have to get traded to another team? Because they can't fit under Chicago's cap. Look at all those good players that Chicago had, and they lost them all because they couldn't fit them under the cap. Imagine where they, were, they would be right now yeah. if they still had like Artemi Panarin. Yeah, they could have won a few more, absolutely. Panarin's like one of the best players in the league. Yeah. But then it takes away from, like I said, it, a cap will penalize the richest teams but it aids the poorest teams so they're like the ndp the the nhl is the ndp spread the wealth that's what it is that's it it's socialism yeah 100 percent. yeah whereas like things like baseball is like a strictly american sport and again it's capitalism at its finest richer richer the poorer poorer like there's gotta be there's gotta be a middle ground you see that lopsidedness in the league where you have the, the same teams, the, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros. That's what you're going to see those same teams in it every single year. And does it is it boring to a fan? Not if you're a fan of those teams. But but, it, but the, I think the, I feel like the NHL tries too hard to make these I think the non is, the, the, these non hockey markets relevant. I, I think the and I think is this too is low. It is. It's way too low. I think it. I think it could be at least ten million dollars higher, because if you look at how much money the NHL has compared to what they're paying their players, I absolutely think the cap is too low. And they're talking about it the other day. They're th- they they are projecting the cap to go up by between four and eight million this year. Better. It was supposed to go up last year, and it remained the same. Yeah. So if that's the case, I honestly see it just going to like eighty four. They say oh, it is at eighty four. I thought oh, it was eighty two and a half. I think. Oh, is it? I think so. Okay, eighty one or eighty two and a half. So it's projected to be between 80, 84 and eighty eight, which means it'll probably be the lowest as low as they can. So probably about eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, which, I know. It, which it, it again, just you factor in inflation and things like that. Kind of, it kind of, it's kind of nothing, but um, I, I think it's too low. Like, okay, yeah, I, I, I agree. Do I? I hundred percent agree. How a cap works and how it kind of benefits the league i just don't like i don't like the hard cap 
put a soft cap on it, put a luxury tax. That's all I'm saying. Give teams the option to keep what they have <laughs> or go out and spend. A little bit of a slight edge over right. uh, sure. you know, the bottom feeders. Of sure. The, uh, because you, you, you look at the way William Nylander's playing right now, which is pretty darn good. He's Great fantastic. game last night in L.A. He had a beautiful goal against Tampa, the between the legs. Winner against goals, Florida. Yeah. Winner against Florida. It's a shame, and I know we've like just hammered Nylander on the show a few times, but it would be a shame if the Leafs would have to get rid of a guy like that just based on cap reasons because yeah. we already talked about how much they're paying the top four guys, right? Um, and that's what I'm saying. It's like... Why should the te- why should the Leafs get penalized? Why should they, Chicago get penalized? Yeah. Because they're too good. They have too they they drafted well. It, you get penalized for drafting the, well. That's the negative part about the cap. Like I said it it penalizes yeah. the, the rich teams. That's right. And like like I said, sort of like spread the wealth. But then you look at something like the actual NHL point system, and I think that aids in this whole parity thing too, because there's a lot of teams. If they, if you just counted the regulation win, and I'll tell you right now, the Leafs wouldn't be a playoff team if they had regulation wins worth three points, and overtime wins worth like two, or zero, or zero. Well, that's for losses. Yeah. You look at the NHL point system; it, it it's created to create parity as well, right? Because you can lose fifteen overtime games. And you you just only you lost it on fifteen points, but you also you gained fifteen points, yeah. and it's only one point. That's one point less than a winning a guy a person who's a team who's winning in regulation, yeah. right? So it's like the whole system's created for parity. I just think with a hard cap, it's it's very difficult for general managers to manage their team, and and keep as many very skilled players and develop and developed players and players that they've drafted in their system. And fit them all under that eighty-two million dollar cap. It's 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 tough. Yeah, um, now that you just brought it up, but that's something that one hundred percent has to change. Is this whole overtime system? Oh yeah, they, it's, it's, it's got to be ten. It's got to be ten minutes. Ten minute. Ten minute. They so and the shootout, man. I hate the shootout. Or anyone listening has watched or like been to AHL games. They had they they had like probably the best system I've seen. Ten minute overtime. And so they, I think they're going to introduce this to the NHL because they've tested this in the AHL, and people that I know have have gone to AHL games loved it. Uh, they did ten minute overtime. The first five minutes is four on four, and the last five minutes is three on three. Mm, that's good. I love that. Now, tell me that's not going to be an exciting overtime. They got to fix. I I'm surprised if maybe they didn't bring it up at the. General managers I'm meeting. Sure, I'm sure they had. They had to. The have. fans hate it. The, the fans want to change. Who? Like, like, there's no, there's no shootout, shootout necessary. It sucks. Like, I don't. Need, the play. The players hate it. You can tell they'd rather just go out and try and duke it out for another five minutes or ten minutes. You can tell Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner hate it because they oh, can never score in a shootout. You, you nailed the head on it. You nailed it right in the head there, man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Austin we, Matthews. We, in the we shootout. talked about this before we started potting, but we were both shocked and we're in shock and awe about how. Just how piss poor Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are in shootouts. It's embarrassing. What the hell are these guys doing? I don't know. I have these no idea. These guys are twelve million dollar players, and they can't. They cannot perform. Mitch Marner can put it between his legs. What the hell are these guys doing? And score falling down, and he can't bury a penalty shot. Like Matthews 
completely lost control. This guy, di- I am more disappointed with Austin. Because this guy's drive for this 55, guy, and he can't get a shot on a penalty 50 shot? 50 Genos, and this guy can't go down and deke out a goalie on a penalty shot. God. It's ridiculous. It embarrassing. Embarrassing. How do you not put it on net? Like, he just recovered Waleen it right into the corner. Do you remember that game? We I, went to that I, game. I, I just I put my head down, and I said, all right, I'm going to bed. That reminded me of the, the when we, me and you attended that Blue Blue Jackets Leafs game and Ricard Wallin fanned on the penalty shot into the corner. I think that was the first year of shootouts. Was it Disgust. not? I don't know if it was the first one year. The, it was like one of the first couple of yeah, years. Yeah, because we were pretty there. excited to watch it. Yeah. And we were like, yes. <laughs> of course. Shootout. They were absolutely ass. Well, Ricard Wallin was probably the best player on that team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well... Oh. We'll see. One thing I wanted to get into uh, before we uh, wrap up this week's episode, and uh, well, we'll have to do some predictions too for the Leafs game tonight. We'll see if we're right Absolutely. or not. Um, but we and we talked heavily on this show about the uh, idea of keeping four guys on this roster that are worth well over forty million dollars, and we all know who they are. We don't have to repeat their names. But I want to focus on one specifically, and he wears the C. Where's the captaincy? Uh, can you rate, or maybe you can put a grade on this season for John Tavares? Just give me a grade. I would give him. You can do plus or minuses. Well, ironically, I'd give him a C. Okay. Why? I just think like the team, he's had a really up and down lead, up and down, uh, up and distracted Ray Ferraro. Over there. <laughs> um, he's just had a really up and down season. I don't know if it's, I don't know if the birth of his son has really affected him this year. It looks uh, like it. I think it has. Also, I think the the pressure of being named captain in Toronto, I think it might have, it's it might be getting to him. Oh, maybe just the um, lifestyle with having a I child just, is different. I just think it's different, that, right? That uh, that could definitely have something to do with it. But then look at a guy like Fred Van Vliet. He yeah. had a child it, and, it he lit, and he lit ways. up the NBA playoffs, right? Yeah. But, I mean, also he's in a situation where he's he's in a championship, you know, playoff series. And, yeah. You know, you're, you're... But you're right. John Tavares, just, he looks sluggish at, at times, right? Leafs, uh, Ducks just uh, just faced off. Anyway, he looks very sluggish sometimes, yeah. and it's and, I, and it's I been th- like that consistently throughout the year. And I, I hate to, you know, use that as a reason. Like these again, these guys are professionals; they got to try and work work around it. But I mean, again, they are people too, and and it, it's a job. Just like you know, we have our jobs and careers, and like things like that can you know definitely affect everybody. So I mean, if it can affect us, it can definitely affect you know superstar athletes. So, I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't um, know. Who knows if it is? It, we, we but all all I know aside is aside from that, in terms of like on ice, why? Play, yeah, like he's he hasn't looked good at all. This is we're talking about a a former All Star, former Team Canada player. Like we're talking about John freaking Tavares here, man. Eleven million dollars. He's only second year into his some, contract yeah, with the Leafs. We, we talked before this, and I, we said that like some nights he just. He's flying out there, you know. They're they're a top line, and other nights he just looks like he's got cement legs. He, and he's taking yeah. penalties left and right, and can't looks like he everything's can't really tough for him right now. He, he looks like a forty year old. Yeah, got, like, it's a concerning. Marlo out there. A little bit. Like, I see a little bit of Jason Allison legs. in there. Like, I don't. A um, little bit of Jason Allison. I don't know. Um, 
Like it, everything's when really he's difficult. Bad, he's bad. Yeah. But when he's on, I remember we were texting. Remember that one game we were texting? He had like how many turnovers in that one game? Yeah. I think that, it was like five. And I can't remember who they were facing, but every everything has been looking so difficult for him. Even like grinding in the corners, uh, keeping up, whether it's with Marner or Nylander, it's very, very sluggish. And again, the guy has 27 goals, so he usually is still he's like a, a, He's on. He's having a, a he's, having season, a, he's an automatic 30, right, John Tavares? But if you look at his whole body of play, it just hasn't looked no. anything close to what he used to be. What he what he used to be. And you see him, you see him on the bench, and you know his head's hanging, and looks like he's. Uh, you know he's he's really struggling out there. Um, so what, one thing you haven't mentioned though, or maybe you did. One thing you haven't mentioned is, is it the is it the pressure of wearing the C? Is it the pressure of being the captain of of the Toronto Maple Leafs or being the captain of basically a city you grew up in? I think it's definitely there. I mean, if you're if you're playing here and you're you're hearing about your you know your team every day, it's hard to get around it. So. Um, I definitely think there's definitely there's pressure there because there's pressure for everybody to win on this team and um, you know you looked at everything that they've gone through this year and you know their season started off started off terribly they had so much negative press around them starting with the Austin Matthews thing the contract then talks, there was that, yeah. that the training camp and the whole talk of the training camp was who's getting the C mm-hmm. I don't know if these guys were told I'm sure they were told don't you know be looking in the media don't be you know on twitter things like that um, just to you know not be distracted but you know there's a lot hanging over these guys this year to start the season start with babcock and like you know you think about him he's coming in here you know things start off amazing you know son is born gets named captain and then the might they jump into the season they struggle and then it goes downhill and then starts, it's and been it's, a i gotta say babcock it's been fired. a pretty rough so go for first him, goal for him to be a new captain and and you're in toronto it's a lot going on now having to deal with like a major major situation like the firing of mike babcock who's supposed to be this but savior. you know what but you know what jordan it's a lot to, it's a literally oh it's a lot to jump into just like the guys playing. like martyr and, and matthews neander who got the contracts and just like uh john tavares oh. and it's one nothing anaheim Oh my Wayne Rowney? Who's Rowney? Who the heck's Rowney? Well, re- Three, big re- big rebound let out there by uh, two and a half minutes in by Jack Campbell and this this guy named Rowney. I've never heard Where of this guy again? in my life. I've never heard of this guy in my life. Rowney scores Is for the Cody Anaheim Ducks. Cece turn, uh, Cody Cece, a minus one already. Cody Cece back in the lineup the guy's tonight. Been on the ice for ten seconds, he's already a minus dash one. Dash one. Boom. Two minutes in, he's a dash one. Unbelievable. Welcome back. Welcome back, Cody Cece. Enjoy it, Cody. Uh, Anyway, so we look at John Tavares, and we we see we see a struggling John Tavares, right? For the most part. He struggled this year. Oh, yeah. I, but, it's, but it has had a it's good a, It's a compliment when you struggled and you have 27 goals, okay? Are you a little worried, though? Because John Tavares is getting older as his contract um, goes on with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are you a little worried? Because that's 11 million bucks. I know the cap, his cap pick goes down a little bit uh, in the years to come, but it's it's 11 million bucks. I'm not worried now, but looking into the future, it's going to be a, ba- a bad contract. It but, is. But it's going to be a contract they had, I think we knew they that. had to eat to get him here. So 
Can I ask you a hot? Can I ask you a oh, question God. that might merit oh. a hot take? Oh God, let's hear it. Okay. Again, this is just hypothetical. Let's say tomorrow you are Kyle Dubis, and you have to make the decision, and you must trade one of these two players: William Nylander or John Tavares. You have to trade one. Wow. Which one what, are you trading? What a question. If if this you had to make this decision by nine a.m. tomorrow morning, because I'm going somewhere with this. And the silence is just unbelievable right now. You can hear a pin drop right now. I'll, you can you, you can, can hear, hear Alex pin. watching Love Is Blind yeah. upstairs. The return is the same, obviously. No, no, no. Just I, I'm not, even, I'm not talking just, talk about just a trade. Pretend about a trade. in a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical question for you. You got to dump one player by 9 a.m. Who you dumping? I would dump Tavares. Interesting. And if I were to ask you that two months ago, I bet your answer would have been totally would different. Have been, if you would have asked me this two weeks ago, I would have said William Nylander. And I got to tell you, I would agree with you. I, think, I would say you I made think the, you were you made the right dump. You finally agree with my hot takes here. Well, like, you're, some of them are pretty my, out there. My uh, Curtis McElhinney uh, <laughs> conspiracy Brian mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, I just think if you look at each player and their pr- productivity and their, I don't know, I guess meaning to the team. Just just economics alone. You look at the cap hit. You would dump. Tavares for that extra four million, and I never thought we would say that. And that's that. And there's two reasons why we're saying that, right? Consistently throughout this year, it's it's been a rough season for John Tavares. Doesn't mean he's been playing horribly, but it's it's been a downward season for John Tavares. But it also speaks to how good William Nylander has yeah. been of late. And right, and age is age is big too. Age and cap hit. Like, would you get more return for Neil? Would you get more return for Nylander than Tavares? I think question. so. Do you? Who would you trade? Who's the easy? Obviously, you'd, it's it's. Yeah, my question it's was just dumping. You have to dump to one say, of them. You know, the player with a higher cap hit can can and they're playing this. They're basically. I wouldn't even say on par. I think we'll, I think Nylander's outperformed Tavares this year. Well, who do you think would ball. fetch more in a trade? If you in if you trade if you traded if you had to trade if you had to trade one of them tomorrow, who gets a bigger return, Tavares or uh, Nylander? That's an interesting question. I I would agree. You said Nylander first, didn't you? We would fetch more. Yeah, Nylander. I think Nylander might fetch more than Tavares. I really do. It depends on the team. Right now, I six months ago I wasn't saying this. Right now, if you're if you're if you're talking about flipping them to a contender. Tavares, because I think he's more seasoned. Oh, I, buddy, I but think in terms of Jordan, like assets and return, but the, the NHL pays for age. You look at the you look at Nylander, young, twenty two. Was he twenty two years old? I think he gets way more of a return than John Tavares. I think you would get more in terms of assets. Like I think you'd get more picks and more prospects, but. Mm. I think if you were to trade Tavares, you would get. I think you you might get a top defenseman. You'd easily get a top defenseman, um, and maybe not a, like a first rounder, like top picks. Whereas you might, with Nylander, you might get picks, prospect, and a player. With Tavares, you're gonna you're trading a 
superstar or high right. draft pick from a superstar. Say what you want about him for uh, uh, another star yeah. caliber player like him. And and this is all hypothetical talk, right? Like I like John Tavares. We, we his play, yeah, has gone down a little bit. Um, but he's a useful guy in the playoffs. He's good on faceoffs, and he's a pro, right? He's the ultimate pro. It's just a reality that you he's trade in. And we hope that we are hoping great. that they come in and rip it for the end of the but season. And we, I'm we down. You're laughing because they've won around. Yeah, well, they, they all the whole team has to prove. But they're not there yet. Yeah, they're not there they yet. Got a long road to go before the end of the season. The whole team has to prove something to themselves in the league and us, their fans, that they are willing to go all in, and 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 play that playoff style hockey. Committed to defense, a perfect balance between playing a structured defensive game, uh, but not taking away from your offense. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of time for John. To- John Tavares has a good playoff run. We don't. We're not even talking about this anymore. I just thought I'd bring it up because the reality is that John Tavares hasn't had a great season. Um, but that can change in Toronto in a week's worth of excellent play. Hell, one big goal overtime winner against Anaheim tonight. And that narrative changes a little bit. But I think the narrative right now uh, is that John Tavares has had somewhat of a difficult season. And it's obvious, mm-hmm. right? And that's nothing bad on John Tavares. He's a good player. He'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll turn it around. But this is only year two of a seven-year deal? Seven-year deal, right? And um, 30 years old. So he's you know he's only getting older. Um, we watching this game? Yeah. But before we do that, mm-hmm. when we had Brian on, he was talking about their playoff situation right now. You mentioned that you think that they're coasting towards the playoffs. But how I was going back to what Brian was saying, how how Leafs would it be for them to slide back down to the in a wild card spot? Oh, the, when when nothing you guys, amazing, when you guys nothing surprises up, me anymore. When you guys brought that up. I, I cringed just yeah, sitting here. It's a possibility. I cringe at that because that would and will happen. It's a possibility. If you look at the standings, Florida could move up and you got the uh, you got the Islanders at 78 points. They're slumping right now. The Jackets at 79 points, which is amazing because they pretty much have AHL players playing on their team right now. Yeah. So many injuries. They and so they maintained a wild card spot right now. I, I think the Rangers are going to make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to come back. They are hot as hell. Yeah. Mike Zemeckis has been a jet. Five Genos last night. I was watching highlights last night and I was just sitting there thinking, I'm like, if you're Ottawa, how the hell do you give up all these guys? Look at the team they had when they made the conference finals, so they lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Carlson, Hoffman, Zabinajad. Like, good squad, eh? How do you well, lose these guys up? Dude, it was two years ago in their conference finals, yeah. right? 2017? Yo, they were they were what? A overtime goal away from playing in the final? Oh, no, were they in the finals? They're in the West Eastern final, Eastern Conference finals. And they lost to... Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That's so, they, and they were an overtime away from it's making Chris, it to the final. Chris Kunitz has scored. No. Yeah, to the Stanley yeah. Cup final. Think about that, and look where they are now. Just I, I was a complete dumpster fire. I'm like, man, this guy is ridiculous. Ottawa's a complete dumpster fire. The, their president just quit after they two. Fired, they fired. The or season. fired after or two month, months or yeah, a month of on the being on the job. Yeah, he got in a, he got in a fight with. Uh, 
Melnick. What a joke the Senators are. The Senators are an absolute joke. Yeah, a huge fall from grace. Carlson being the best defenseman in the NHL on the Ottawa Senators. All those guys you mentioned on the team, and now they're just a joke. But they're going to be good. They have like, they have a lot of draft picks stocked up. So Ottawa in five years, they'll have a winning team. Yeah, if they don't mess it up. Where's where I going with this? Sorry, the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, the, the Rangers. East, the East is uh, it, it's wide open. And, and the good, I think, I guess the good news for the Toronto is all these teams, all these good teams are in the Metro. So the Metro's just slugging it out, and then you got the Leafs and the yeah. the Leafs and Panthers are just there. But then again, Leafs are holding on because the Panthers are just disgustingly bad right now. They're they're lucky. The the Leafs are lucky that. Florida is going for their you know, end of season slide like they do every year. But it's very possible that the Leafs can slide down to a wild card. Mathematically and realistically, this that could happen. Yeah. And they, they got a tough uh, they got a tough end to the season. Um, Ten minutes left in gonna, the first. They're gonna have to grind out every single game, which Le- is good. The, I look at it as a good thing. The only issue the, I have is they need this game right here. They need this game, and they need to get healthy. Yeah, that that's, well, a, that's a huge concern that's, for the Leafs right now. That's a, that's huge right now because they're they're playing with a makeshift defense. Ten minutes left in the first period, Leafs still down one nothing. You got a prediction for this game? I think the Leafs will come back and win this game. Um, four four two start. I, I think they'll win. I'm gonna say four two Leafs. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two one Leafs. Yeah. All right. So we say Hyman's gonna Hyman's gonna snip. Yeah. And I'm gonna go with Nylander. He's been playing great. Zach Hyman's been playing awesome. Yeah. Definitely my favorite Leaf right now. All right. Well, we'll we'll sit down. We'll watch. Hopefully our predictions are right. Hopefully the Leafs get two points and potentially go seven up on uh, the Florida Panthers. Well, let's uh, let's hope for that because they they need as many wins here down the stretch, and it's it's got to start tonight against Anaheim. Thing that sucks. Tough week next week. No Saturday night hockey game for the Leafs this week. Uh, but following the game against Anaheim, they're back in action, I believe, on let's see here, Tuesday, Tuesday at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Got a win tonight. Tough week. Tough they're week. they end off well this week because next week. Well, they these, you know, three tough games. This Tampa, time of year, buddy, there's no easy games. Tampa, Nashville, Boston. Yeah. No easy games. Buckle up. Buckle up, Leafs Nation. It's going to be a ride. All right. That's all for us here on Purposely Offside. Great episode. Really really dug deep. Really dug deep there. Thanks to Brian G for taking the time. Yeah, taking his time from... uh, Taking time from you know his family, his uh, his Canucks reporting, his Canucks loves, Canucks fans. Lots to talk about Canucksland right now, so yeah, glad to see he can take some time. Absolutely, he'll be with us regularly, uh, offering regularly. Easy for me to say, uh, offering his opinions on uh, the Leafs. So you know we fired him, but you know we got to bring him back once in a while because you know we don't want to hurt his feelings. All right, guys. That's all for us. Go Leafs, go. Let's get two points. Leafs. See ya. See ya.